everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. And, uh, we're in our Heart for the House series, and um, we're talking about how we can be faithful stewards over our time, our talent, and our treasure in regards to helping build God's house. Someone say God's house. Let's go to the scriptures. Colossians 3. Verse 23 and 24 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for, men, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Today I want to talk to you about this topic, the joy of serving. The joy of, don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. The joy of serving. I love this scripture. Paul's talking to the church, and he says, hey, what, whatever you do, whatever you do in regards to serving, do it with all your heart and do it unto the Lord, not unto men, because Christ will reward you. You are serving him as you serve others. Whatever you do, whatever you do, those who came up early to get the parking lot ready, come on, somebody. Those who clean the facility when no one is here but the church mice, come on now. I don't know. I don't think there's church mice here, but there could be one hanging out. Whatever you do, those right now changing the dirty diapers, whatever you do, whatever those who came early to start the coffee. Come on, somebody. Oh, love me some fresh coffee. The production team who came early, the worship team who was here practicing when no one was here, whatever you do. Those who sell, uh, serve and celebrate recovery, Kokomo, Westfield, whatever you do. Those who are feeding the homeless, those who are blessing their neighbors. Come on now, whatever you do, do it with all your heart. You're doing it unto the Lord, not unto men, and Christ will reward you for it. The joy of serving. You know, the church is more than just a place that to show up and to spectate and to sit in a seat. It's more than that. The church is about coming. The church is about rallying. The church is about connecting. The church is about uniting together and serving people. Hmm? The church is about bringing a compassionate and loving God into a lost and hurting world. It should be in each of our hearts to get his love and his forgiveness to every living person on this planet. And we do this by discovering the joy of serving. Someone say the joy of serving. Say it one more time because your neighbor didn't say it. The joy of serving. You know, we live in a culture. We live in a culture that tells us greatness is determined by how many people serve you, right? If you have people serving you, then you must be important. But in the kingdom of God, greatness is determined by how many people you serve. 
Hmm? I love this quote by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He said, everyone can be great because everyone can serve. Everyone. Someone say everyone. Everyone can be. And the kingdom of God is all about serving. We serve God and we serve others. Hmm? And every church has volunteers and people who serve, but not every church has a heart to serve. I'm so grateful that we have over 400 people serving in this church. Willing. Yeah, give them a hand clap. Give them a hand clap. Willing to serve because when they came through the doors, somebody served them and their family. Now they're taking the opportunity to give back. You do it unto the Lord. As you serve others, you do it unto the Lord, right? Fuel Church has never been built on the gifts and talents of a few people. It's been built on the sacrifice of many people who are willing to serve. Serve. People who have discovered the joy of serving. Let's look at Mark's gospel. Jesus is talking, and he says this. He calls them together, speaking of the disciples, and he said... You know that those who are regarded as the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Jesus says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be a servant of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I love this because Jesus is taking a moment to teach his disciples here. And he's saying, hey guys, you, you know, you, you see these leaders ruling over people and, and, and putting people down. Not, no, that's, that's not the way we do it. He's saying no spiritual bullying, right? You ever met a spiritual bully? Oh, someone thinks that they're a lot better than you because they think they're more spiritual than you. He says, don't treat people as a project to complete. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, don't use your authority to push people around and don't let your title get to your head, but keep your title in your heart. He's saying no pridefulness here, just humility. If you want to be first, then you serve. If you want to be first, then you serve. You see, in this juncture of the disciples' lives, they still hadn't gotten it. They had been with Jesus. They had heard his teachings, but they were kind of puffed up a little bit that they were with the Savior of the world. I mean, you would too if you were hanging out with a guy who just all of a sudden walked on water, right? All of a sudden, he just multiplied, come on, some Christian chicken, come on now, some Chick-fil-A and just fed 20,000 people. All of a sudden, he cast out devils. Come on now. You'd be a little puffy. Yeah, I'm rolling with JC. What's up? You know, you'd be a little prideful too. And, and so they hadn't made the shift from this. Watch this. And this is the shift all of us are called to make as Christ followers. They hadn't made the shift from hearing his teachings to living his teachings, to becoming what he taught them to becoming the disciple. Someone say disciple. Disciple. We, we are disciples in here. We are following Jesus. Are we perfect disciples? Let's just get this out in the open. No, we're not. So if your neighbor thinks they're perfect, just tell them, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not perfect. Actually, this is the perfect church for imperfect people. 
first Thursday, I talked about uh, how the church is messy. Come on. Someone say it's messy. The church is messy because you and I are here. It will always be messy. It was designed to be messy. We're called to serve and to clean up messes. Welcome to our beautiful mess, Fuel Church. We're not perfect. We're just forgiven. And every day we're trying to be like Jesus. We're trying to apply his teachings to our life. Hmm? So Jesus is showing them what servant leadership looks like. You see, embracing a spirit to serve is a totally willing spirit that says, my life is not my own, and I will offer my service to God before I am asked. I will be ready to give of my time, talent, and treasure before the request is made or an appeal goes out. I will make the choice to live beyond myself, recognizing my life just isn't about me, but it's about others. You know, that's what legacy is. Someone say legacy. Legacy is, is living your life beyond your life. That when you leave here, your life continues to live on. How, how does that happen? By the people you've served. By the people that you serve. You know, I was thinking about reasons why people don't serve. And uh, we're talking about primarily in God's house and being a part of the dream team and finding your fit, discovering your purpose so you can make a difference. But you could, you could serve at your house. You could serve at your job. You could serve your neighbors, right? But why don't people serve? There's just one reason. There's just one reason. You ready for it? Selfishness. Oh, I know I'm not talking to you, probably your neighbors, so just look straight ahead at me as I define the word selfishness. Devoted to or caring only for oneself, concerned primarily for one's own interests, beliefs, and welfare, regardless of others. You ever met someone who is so selfish? Selfish people are sad people because their world just revolves all around them. They don't serve. They don't lift a finger. They expect people to serve them all the time. You know, there are two types of Christians. Number one, there are Christians who are selfish and consume and always want to know what's in it for them. And then number two, there are Christians who are selfless and contribute and always want to know what they can do for somebody else. We need more number twos. We need more number twos. You know, we're collecting items for hope for the city. And I said on Thursday, I said, I came back and I was, I was down sick for a little bit and I looked at the the everything that was turned in. I said, surely that can't be everything. And they told me it was. I said, well, this ain't our church because our church leads the way with irrational generosity. And I said, so uh, let me just elbow a few people and say, come on, let's bring some more items in and serve our community that is in need, the homeless people. And come on now, eight organizations that we're serving, we all can do something to serve them. Let's walk through the sto- a story of Jesus and how and see how the joy of serving was lived out in his life. John chapter 13, verse 1. It was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that his time had come for him to leave the world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Who who is he referring to? His disciples. 
Here he sits down, and most of us have heard the story of the Last Supper, right? We've all heard that story, and this is, this is the last moments that Jesus has. He has a moment to break bread with them, to have a meal together. He has a moment to partake of communion, and he says some very important words. And these are the last words that Jesus would say before going to the cross, Now, understand the disciples had been with him, most of them, for about three and a half years at this point. So they had seen his miracles. They had seen him multiply food. They had seen him walk on the water. They had seen all these wonderful things that Jesus had done. And now here he was sharing the last thing. How many of you know last words are important? Ever had a loved one who was getting ready to pass and they said you told you some last words and you'll never forget those words? For as long as you live, you hold on to those words, you rehearse those words. Well, here Jesus is giving his last words. And it says in the text there that he, he is about to show, it, show them the full extent of his love. What was the full extent of his love? It was to serve. It was to serve. And we know that because the next thing he does in John 13, verse 4 and 5, look at this. So he got up from the meal took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Now, I don't know about you, but um, feet to me aren't like something I'm just like, wow, those are amazing. Like when I met my wife, I wasn't like, I, f- I love you. I love your feet, baby. Can I wash them every day? Now, if you do that with your spouse, that's between you and them. Don't share that, TMI. Um, but, but, but like I have trouble washing my feet. I just pray that the soap hits them and just, you know, it's not something. I mean, that's why we have socks and we cover them up. Some of you never got that memo, but... Um, we love you anyway. Everyone's welcome here, even those who wear sandals in the middle of winter. Praise God. And uh, it's amazing this story, Dad, that Jesus could have chosen anything to talk about the love that he wanted to leave with them and what he wanted his disciples to do. He could have talked about anything, prayer fasting, could have talked about, I mean, I mean, the list goes on. And he chose to talk about a towel, a towel. Now understand this, in those days there were sidewalks and blacktop, so people would travel from a long distance, they would come into a house and there would be a servant at the door. Someone say a servant. A servant would be a Gentile servant. Jesus was a Jew. There would be a Gentile servant. And that servant's job was to stand at that door, and every person that walked in, they would take their sandals off, and he would wash their feet, cleaning them from the dirt of the road and the travel that they had been on. And Jesus says, I want to show the full extent of my love to you, 12. Notice he washed all the disciples' feet, all 12 of them, And two of them were about to betray him, even his enemies, to teach you and I, (laughs) bless your enemies, bless those who curse you. 
Yeah, it heaps hot coals upon their head. <laughs> it messes with their mind. You know when you bless your enemies, it messes with their minds? <laughs> You're torturing them. <laughs> Go ahead and pray over them. And Jesus chose to wash Judas and Peter's feet in this moment. To show his disciples, hey, I've taught you a lot in three and a half years, but I need you to embrace the power of the towel. The power of the towel. The towel that is going to get dirty. The towel that's going to get nasty. And Jesus said, I'll go first to show you what serving is all about. And our first point today is this. Serving others actually means going first. Come on, let's say this together. Are you ready? Read. Serving others actually means going first. It means we don't wait for someone to come to us. We're ready to serve because we have been served by a great and awesome God. And when we walked into the church, the church served us and our family very well. So now we can give back to someone else's family. We go first. We go first. We go first. We go first. We're ready to pick up the items for hope for the city. We go first. Come on now. We're ready to get involved and serve on the kids' team. Come on now. We're ready to change those dirty diapers in the nursery. Well, well, that's maybe stretching it for some of you. We're ready. Servants go first. He washed their feet to help them to remember and realize that we serve God and we serve each other. We serve God, and we serve each other. Servants take the initiative, and they go first. Question, church, when is the last time? When is the last time you serve someone without reservation, without questioning, without a demand? You've seen a need, and you said, I'm going to help meet that need. Hmm? You've seen a need, and you said, I'm going to help meet that need, even if it meant inconveniencing your schedule. We get so busy, don't we, with our lives and our schedule, and we can become very selfish. We all do it, and we forget that in the kingdom, the way up is the towel, the power of the towel. Hmm? Maybe there's a neighbor God's calling you to serve. Maybe there's an elderly couple that can't get their groceries, can't get their meal, can't rake their leaves right now. Come on now. We can serve them. Maybe there's a coworker who's going through a hard time. Maybe there's someone in your family that's going through a hard time. Maybe, maybe God is asking you to serve your spouse or your kids more. Sometimes we take them for granted, the people that live in the same house as us. Hmm? I have uh, my wife here on the front row. She's awesome. And, uh, yeah, you can woo her. You can woo. I love, I love her. And uh, she's one of the greatest servants that I know. My mom's the same way. Some of the greatest servants I know, willing to serve others. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to see that they have joy in serving. Not just their family, but the house of God. You know? And, 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 and there's joy in that. Some have never experienced the joy of serving. Because we're so caught up on our own lives. We're so caught up on our own schedule. We find meaning by giving our lives away, not by keeping it. You want to grow in this walk, this Christian walk. If you want to grow, nothing grows you like serving. Nothing does. Talk about having a heart for the house. That's 
the series that we're in and the focus of this church, I think about the thousands of lives that have been impacted over the last five and a half years because somebody said, I'll serve. I'll teach the kids. I'll help plant seeds in them that when they're old, they will not depart from the faith. I'll teach them about Jesus at a young age. Come on now. You don't even know who you're teaching. Maybe the next preacher, the next worship leader, the next doctor, the next lawyer, the next president. You don't even know who you're teaching. The fact that people prep and prepare to have God's house ready so we can come in here and enjoy this atmosphere. That somebody was here cleaning this area so that you and I could sit here and receive the word. So we could worship without distractions. Somebody prepared the house of God. Hmm? So serving others means going first. Number two, serving others, it doesn't make sense. Serving others doesn't make sense. Peter actually told Jesus, as Jesus told them, hey, I'm going to wash each of your feet. And Peter said, no, master, you're not going to wash my feet. (laughs) He didn't get it. And Jesus said this. He replied and he said, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Later you will understand. Sometimes we're serving and we don't even understand what we're doing. We don't understand the impact we're making by greeting at the door, by smiling. You don't know. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday. And every Sunday, somebody's walking in. And you know what, they're, you know what they were tempted to do this week? Throw in the towel. They were tempted to give up. But your smile was at the front door. Come on now. You were, you were given a big hello. You were given a welcome home. You know how many people have told me I cannot count how many people have told me the first thing I heard when I came to this church was welcome home, and it was the very thing that I needed to know that this is where I was supposed to be. Welcome home. Simple two words, but powerful. Why? Because this is a home. This is a home. This is your home. Amen? And we get to serve God's house doesn't make sense to get dirty with the towel, right? Um, Usually towels are used to clean up messes, right? Um, I have a little towel by my sink, and what do I do after I brush my teeth? I wipe my face. Come on now. After I wash my face, I wipe it with the towel. We use towels to clean things, clean our automobiles, clean the church. We use towels, and uh, a lot of times it'll get dirty and people may not appreciate you if you have the towel in your hand and people may not recognize you if you have the towel and the devil may tell you you're not making a difference stop serving stop showing up nobody's being changed by you serving and sometimes it'll mess with your mind and it won't make sense it will not make sense and at times you'll say I got so many needs in my life I got so many problems I'm going through right now. There's just no way I could serve somebody else. There's just no way I could do it because I'm waiting on God to show up in my life. Listen, when you're waiting on God, do what waiters do and serve. I said when you're waiting on God for some answers. How many have some answers? 
Come on, how many have some promises that haven't came to fruition yet? How many have some prayers that you're saying, God, I need you to show up, but you're wait, you're in a waiting period. Raise your hand. Wave at me. Come on now. Wave at me, church. While you're waiting, do what waiters do and serve somebody else. I'm telling you, in my life, the times when I was worrying and waiting and I picked up the towel and I served somebody else, it changed me, I think, more than it changed them. Hmm? You ever had family members? All you do is go to that fuel church. (laughs) I heard that's some kind of a cult. They make you buy their merch. That's what someone said. They make you buy their merch. All they want is your money. All they they want you to do is serve all the time. Come on, come on. You ever had some family members try to talk you out of serving? Try to talk you out of going to church? Come on, you had some family members who've been jaded by church? And I understand. They've been hurt. There is abuse that happens in churches, right? And sometimes they're going to try to get in your mind to make you think, man, maybe this doesn't make sense. Maybe, maybe all of they, maybe I'm just a project to them. No, you're not a project. You're not a project in this house. You are a person. And you matter. Your life matters. And what you do in this house matters. Every person is important in here. Because I couldn't stand up here if you didn't show up. Just think if there were babies and kids in here and I was trying to preach to you parents. What that would be like. Yeah, imagine your kids in here right now. Someone's like, oh no, we won't even come to church. Exactly. But someone's teaching your kids right now. And someone's dealing with your little Johnny. Yeah, you know how, yeah. You know how crazy your little Johnny can be. And they're up in there praying in the Holy Ghost trying to get through. One hour with your little Johnny and little Susie. Lord have mercy. Every day people are around us hurting, broken, lost. We have an opportunity to serve them. Jesus said, I'm going to show you the full extent of my love, guys. And he's showing us today through this illustration. I'm going to show you the full extent. What is it? Serving. Serving others. Serving God's house. Serving those who don't deserve it at times. Hmm? Third point is this. Serving others is your ultimate calling. He says, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Jesus said, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll show you. This is the full extent of my love. When you can pick up the towel and you can serve, this is your ultimate calling. He said in Mark 8, 35, if you try to keep your life for yourself, you'll lose it. If you try to keep your life to yourself, no, you're called to give your life away. When you lead this earth, you want to spend your life, right? You want to spend it. He goes on to say, but if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, you will find true life. Some have never experienced the joy of serving because they've never picked up the towel. They've never picked up the towel. One day, God's not going to look at your medals. 
Now I'm gonna look at your Facebook, see how many followers and likes and hearts you got. Nope. He's not gonna look at your degrees, your diplomas. God will look at the times of service when you picked up the towel and said, God, I'll give my life away to somebody else because somebody gave their life to me and I'll serve others as I serve you, God. He's not counting. I got certificates on my, in my office. He's not counting my certificates. He's counting my faithfulness. He's counting your faithfulness. In the middle of a pandemic, many of you have been faithful. You've been faithful to serve this house. It didn't shift you. It didn't change you. You're still tithing. You're still giving. And you're still serving. And let me just give you a hand clap right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying, you know what? Times may be challenging. There may be seasons of unknown in my life, but I'll still pick up the towel. Count me in, Jesus. Count me in, Jesus. I want to help build your house. I got a heart for your house. I want to help build your house. Because one day you and I will stand before God. And he's not going to say, well done, Pastor Jacob. Well done, team leader. Well done, doctor. Well done, lawyer. Well done, school teacher. Well done, nurse. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Those are the words that we all want to hear. Well done. You were faithful to serve. If serving is beneath you, then leadership isn't for you. I want to be a leader in the church. One, one young man came up to me years ago. He said, Pastor, I, I really feel I'm called to be on the stage. That's my calling. He said, be on the stage. And I said, okay. But for, for today, your calling is that toilet that's clogged in the men's restroom. And he looked at me and said, no, I'm called to have a microphone in my hand. I said, well, today you're called to have a plunger in your hand. Let's go plunge that for Jesus right now. Yeah, everything you do matters. The things that nobody's seen, the trash you picked up in the lobby today, it mattered. It mattered. Come on now. The small things that nobody sees, they matter. Everything matters in the kingdom. I think about the thousands of lives that have been saved in the last five and a half years. Over 6,000 people have said yes to Jesus in five and a half years. Think about that. Think about that. I think about every week, hundreds, hundreds of kids and students are coming to know God and what that relationship looks like and seeds are being planted. I think about the hundreds that, of people we've helped to find freedom from hurts, hangups, and habits. The hundreds that are on their road to recovery from addiction. I think about all the food and clothing we've given away. I think about the 4,000 families that we were able to help pay off medical debt for a few years ago. I think about all this, and it's all because there were people. There were people who said, it's a joy to serve. It's a joy to serve, it's my calling. Hmm? Studies have shown that serving is so good for the mind and the body that it, it, get, it can ease symptoms of stress and depression. Studies have shown that. So we need to tap into our gifts and our passions because it, it builds self-confidence, energy, and strength. 
And we can make all sorts of rational explanations for not serving. I don't have time. I don't, I don't know what I would do. I don't have any special skills to contribute. They got talent. I don't have that. They don't need me. But the reality is this, church. The Lord doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. He's not looking for all the things that the world says you have to have to be great. He's looking for people who are willing to embrace the towel. Embrace the towel. Many of you, you serve and you never tell anybody what you do. I know small groups who are serving homeless. I know people in this church on their own dime every week feeding the homeless because it's in their heart to serve. It's, it's a joy to them. They're living a fulfilled life and the last point is serving others brings absolute fulfillment. If you want fulfillment in life, start serving others. Well, I just don't have a lot. Take what you have and use it. Little is much when it's put in God's hands. You don't start tithing when you have a lot. You start tithing when you have $100 a week. And you take that $10 and say, God, I'm going to put you first. Right? Faithful with the little, then he'll make you ruler over much. People started feeding a few homeless people in our church. And now they're feeding more homeless people. And now they're providing other clothes for them. They did that on their own dime. They didn't tell nobody. They didn't have to announce it. But that's the joy of serving. That's the joy of serving. And you'll find true fulfillment when you get to that place. I love the great theologian John Wesley said this. Do all, you can, do all the good you can in all the ways you can to all the souls you can in every place you can at the times you can with all the zeal you can as long as you can. Hmm? We serve God by serving others. Your joy has everything to do with you picking up this towel and saying yes to Jesus. Jesus, you've been so good to me. Let me help someone else. And maybe it's time for some of you to tap in to true fulfillment and pick up the towel. Maybe it's time for you to get on the team. Maybe it's time for you to start giving your life to something greater than yourself. I don't know of a greater organization on earth to give my life to, to spend my life in than the house of God, to have a heart for God's house, to say, God, take my life, use it so someone else can know you personally, so someone else can find freedom, so someone else can discover their purpose, so someone else can make a difference here on earth. Come on, let's embrace the joy of serving church. Do you receive that word today? Come on. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for your people. I thank you. You're speaking to hearts today, people who feel that calling to take up the towel, to serve your house, God. Lord, you're going to show them. You're going to show them what it looks like to take their next step in this house, the house that has poured into their lives, their marriages, their children, their students, the house that has encouraged them when they were discouraged, when they felt hopelessness, the house that brought them hope, they would give back to that house. This is what it is to have a heart for your house, God. We get to serve. We don't have to. We get to. It's an honor. It's a privilege to serve your house and your people. 
So Lord, show us, each of us, how we can serve your house and serve your people. Show us in our own homes how we can serve our family members better, how we can serve our kids better, our spouses. Show us at our job how we can serve those coworkers. Show us, show us, Lord. We receive this word today and we embrace the joy of serving. It's a privilege. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you may be here today and may be far from God. We never like to close a service without giving you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. You may be sitting there saying, man, I'm just not ready. I got too much stuff in my life. I got to change some things first. But that's not the way it works with Jesus. He says, come to me first and then I will change you from the inside out. And so today you're ready to surrender your life to Christ. You're tired of living life on your own, trying to fill that void with maybe a relationship, a substance, or the things of this world. But today you say, I, I want to commit my life to Jesus. I want to surrender today, or I want to give my life back to Christ. I, I haven't been following him the way I know I should, but today I want to commit my life to him and surrender once again. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if that's you today, before we pray, I just want to see who I'm praying for today. If you could throw up your hand and say, Jacob, that's me. Thank you. That's me. Thank you. Thank you. From the front to the back to the middle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Almost in every section. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? You're ready to give your life to Christ. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I I, I want to ask one last question. If you were to put your head on your pillow tonight, is it well with you and God? Is it well with you and God? It's a very serious question. It's a very serious question. Are you good with God? Because tomorrow's not promised to no man anyone else want to be included? Thank you in the very back. I see those hands. Thank you. Awesome. So many hands up today. Let's pray church with them. Say, Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I believe that you died upon that cross for my sins. Now I repent of those sins and I make you the Lord of my life in Jesus name. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You could take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.